Seafood. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're too cute to be scary. Ooh, I look like Elvis with my hair right now. Like, I look like I should be a greaser. That's always what I think when I first see you. Wow. <laughs> Is she the long-lost great-granddaughter of Elvis Presley? Elvis Presley's great-granddaughter is one of, actually not great, just one. Elvis Presley's granddaughter is one of my favorite actors right now. Oh yeah, we talked about her. Um, I was just editing the, the I know what you did last summer episode, and we talked, that's um, uh, Riley oh. Keough, right? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it. What are you doing? <laughs> oh. I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. Um, hey, what's going on? Hi. I haven't seen you in so many days. We haven't talked. I mean, my God. How have you been? You know, Um. good, good. I feel like my life is like kind of looking up, which is a is a positive, you know. It's been a minute that I since I've been like hopeful about my life. So <laughs> I'm so happy for you, bud. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be good. I start my new job. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that, and yeah. it's like a real job that's gonna pay me and give me benefits. So like, I can't be mad right now. So I can pay my bills for the month, and that's Yay. what's important. Wow, what's that like? You know, I've I haven't had that experience in a very long time. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but. It's a good thing. How are you? How's school? School, 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 school. Um, it's going. I'm. It's going. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, we have Christmas break, and it's needed and appreciated. Yeah. And that's how that's going. Although, you know, even just watching this movie, I'm noticing that I'm definitely watching movies very differently and thinking about things differently which I think is really cool so yeah yeah I feel like that's the purpose of going to film school in a way yeah yeah that's a good thing yeah so that's all yeah nothing too interesting to report <laughs> well you'll be moving into your apartment that'll be good true yes yeah yeah yes it is uh once again the smallest room which hurts. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I said okay, you know, but, you know, I don't really care as much as they probably do. And also I am the smallest stature one. <laughs> but this... that doesn't, I, I feel like you always say that in terms of like the closet that you were living in in college. And, you yeah. know, stature in... isn't, the the most important thing when you're thinking about size of a room yeah it makes me a bit sad but honestly we were looking for an apartment for so long and i'm happy we have a place and yeah Yeah. i do really like my roommates so yeah it is it is what it is someday i I won't be in the smallest room (laughs) manifest it i actually i saw uh i don't know if it was a tiktok or like an instagram post um that was just like 
talking about how sometimes with anxiety, this this like concept of manifestation has become more and more popular in in recent years, I think. And um, they were talking about how with anxiety, it actually might not be a good thing to try to manifest things because you always are thinking about like the worst case scenario. And so then you'll just manifest like the worst case scenario. Like that'll be the first thing that's in your brain. So it's like, maybe don't do it. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to manifest anything. <laughs> but... yeah. Just make a vision board instead. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I have some cork board that I'll just stick some pins into, tie yeah. some strings around to figure out the plot of my life yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah um i'm morgan by the way just oh. in case uh um, those of you do not know the sound of my voice by now <laughs> yeah and those of you who don't know the sound of my voice look me up baby i'm on imdb so <laughs> fuck off <laughs> get with it or get out get out of our sonic sphere is that yeah they're in my sonosphere sonosphere. yeah let's really just harass our audience you know i feel like that is the best way to get more listeners is to harass everybody i know you like it i know you want me you know i want you Oh, I know you want me. <laughs> That's the that true, beautiful. Vocal performance major. <laughs> Morgan Milker, ladies and gentlemen. It's the truest form of harassment is singing Pitbull. Have you seen Pitbull with hair? No. He had hair. What? Yeah. When did he have hair? For a while. It's pretty crazy. Wow. I yeah. cannot imagine. I mean, you want me to show you Pitbull with hair? please please that's not the same person that's pitbull that's kit harrington that's not (laughs) kit harrington that's literally pitbull shut up honestly i think he looks better bald (laughs) (laughs) well good kit harrington does it better dude (laughs) true No, you know, one of my favorite videos on the internet, and I don't know why, I know it's not Pitbull who does this, it's David Guetta, and he did this set in 2020, and he, like, dedicates it to George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Why are you laughing about it? (laughs) Because the song, he's like, yeah, this is for George Floyd and all his family, like, I just want to say I respect you and blah, blah, blah. And then he plays the song like the That's the song he plays immediately after. And it's like, dude, read the room, David Guetta. Like, what's going on? David Guetta made the hamster song? No, I don't know what it is. Okay. I don't know. He was just doing like a DJ set, I think. Poor show. For some reason, when I think of Pitbull, that video comes up into my mind, and it has nothing to do with Pitbull, so I don't know why it's like a recurring vision that I have, but maybe it's just because it does seem like something that Pitbull would do, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I think so. What a national treasure Pitbull is. 
Oh, from the greatest state in the nation. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. It's easy to remember where Flo Ride is from. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Pitbull is Mr. Worldwide, but he's from Miami. Of course, Miami. We've been there. Been there, done that. We have. I for, I constantly forget that we went there together, and then I'm like, "Shut up! You shut your mouth! You shut your mouth!" I feel like I forget it because you didn't. Morgan, you didn't hang on. out with us the whole time. Morgan, we are on air. You're really gonna do this right now? <laughs> One of our closest friends and family who are listening. <laughs> the five people that are gonna be listening. How dare you? You get sunsick. <laughs> we haven't been back to Africa for a while, okay? But <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It was just very funny. Uh, we all, we went to Miami. It was me and my bestie and Brie. <laughs> <laughs> me and my best friend and Brie came also. <laughs> That's why we didn't hang out more. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it was me and my, my college roommate. Um, backtracking. I'm, she yep, realized. I'm, I'm backtracking. I realized that was offensive. God. You know what? Actually, I have to go. So thanks for listening to this episode. Um, it's, it's already been... It's only 10 a.m. here. And it's already been just an emotional day. So... Let me have this laughter. Let me let me take that moment just to make Why? fun of you a little bit. <laughs> Why did something emotional happen today? You know, crazily <laughs> enough, I got up at seven o'clock this morning, and uh, Bree and I watched this movie, Martyrs, together, which was very nice because we actually watched a movie together for the first time. In a very long time, and it was very sweet. And I'm gonna get him emotional. I love you. Yeah, I'm gonna cut that out because that was disgusting. But uh... I'm gonna be furious. How dare? (laughs) Leave it in. It's cute. (laughs) Um. So taking a moment to laugh is good because this this movie was uh, truly horrifying. Truly, truly a nightmare in every sense of the word from start to finish uh yeah so i am i i feel like i am gonna put it before we get into this conversation about it it's still Mm -hmm. fresh in my brain but um i feel like it's good to just have a bit of a trigger warning it is a very graphic movie if you um you know this episode may not be for you It, it it has a lot of assaults and abuse and um uh, there's a hostage situation there are multiple so again just a trigger warning for all of those things that we will be discussing as well as just graphic graphic violence but um, but i will say that morgan asked me before we watched the movie if there was sexual assault in the movie and i can guarantee you none of that no and that's actually something that they say like that's right one of the first things that they say in the movie is there there was no rape so um that that is good no yeah. no worries there yeah um 
many worries in all of the other areas <laughs> just a calm easy breezy movie watch it with your friends if you're babysitting maybe just throw it on grandma's Eight-year-olds would love this movie date night for sure first yeah. date yeah oh my god first date that would be perfect you would really get to know the person that you'd be <laughs> Would you say that it's the most disturbing film we've watched so far? If it's competing with Last House on the left, that's kind mm. of a... Mm. You know. It's disturbing in a different way. I would say Last House on the left, it, it, I think the assault, which we talked about in detail in the previous episode, I think that is the most like, well, and all of the just injuries that has a lot of graphic violence too. But um, the assault, I think, it, it was just um, that's a hard thing to watch. That's a very like obviously intense moment, and I think this movie, it's I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's just it's a movie. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And it makes it hard for me to like compare it <laughs> to to anything else. But I would say, in terms of violence and blood and um, just horrifying, grotesque images or imagery, I would say yes. This is probably is is definitely the most disturbing movie we've watched in that sense. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of vocal fry in this episode because, again, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Vocal fry to the max. Um, so this this movie, it is a... Should I read a description here? Um, it's a 2008... Yes. 2008 French film. And the description that i have here from wikipedia and wikipedia it says two young women who were both victims of abuse as children well i mean i guess uh, you know anna we briefly get a sense of what her relationship with her mother is like and it's not good and i think her mother probably abandoned her because she was like oh i bet you're still mad at me about all the things i did but and she was in a group home at a young age so you know we have to guess about her situation but she definitely didn't have like a great childhood right right but it is misleading the way they talk about it though yeah it, it's just kind of misleading in that way um because it says like embark on a quest for revenge and like anna really isn't no um okay this one says a young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child leads her and a friend who is also a victim of child abuse on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. That I think is a, is a better description there. So yeah, this movie gets going right away. There is no moment of peace. Uh, I would argue in the entire film. I think it is really interesting because the the opening like sequence of the movie it's filmed as if they're making a documentary which i think is like an interesting way to begin it but the rest of the movie is not it's not a documentary style but the beginning sequences and i think it's just um 
I wonder why they chose to do it that way, but I also I think that it's interesting in terms of getting the exposition to the audience in that way because it's all these policemen that are like, oh, we found this person and it's them like videotaping where she was found and, you know, it, it it's all of those things. So, or not... Yeah, yeah, they showed where she was found. Yeah, they showed where she was found. But yeah, yeah. So I, I think in that way, like it's really, it's a, it's a very good way of showing exposition without being very like, this is what has happened. Like it's a creative way of showing that. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's um definitely something that is very akin to the uh, turning on the TV and the news is on and explaining the plot really quickly. You know, they don't want to waste time with that because the movie has a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. shove a lot into this movie. This, yeah. I genuinely had, n I didn't, I didn't really have any expectations going into it. I mean, I knew only kind of what you had told me in passing um, before that was just like this movie's grotesque and horrifying. Um, we mostly just apologizing. Like it's gonna be a lot. I'm really sorry. Is this okay? Because if it's not okay, <laughs> we can watch um, the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> it is a children's horror movie, which should be a genre. Um, yeah. No, is it not? Is it not? Can we watch a children's horror maybe? I would love that. Like okay. um like uh episodes of like Are You Scared of the Dark or something? Are you scared of the dark? Are you, you afraid of the dark? Is that what it is? Okay. It is. I didn't watch <laughs> it. I don't know. You've never seen a single episode in your whole no. life? No. Oh my god. Every episode I do this, we're talking about something, I'm like, oh god, you what? Um, yeah, let's Once watch again, episode. my mom did not like scary movies, so I was not exposed to them when I was young. Like, it was not anything. My mom does not like being scared. And I was talking to them about this podcast the other day because I, I had them listen to the theme song because it is finally done and we're ready to go. Sorry, this is like the sixth sixth episode that we're doing and I we haven't released one yet. This is just our sixth time recording. <laughs> Just locked and loaded. We're ready to go. So you, uh, over over the course of these episodes, you're getting a glimpse of what it's been like behind the scenes. It's, it hasn't been until the sixth episode that we uh, have gotten to a place where we could probably start releasing things. But I was talking to my parents about it and my mom was like, oh, how can we listen? And I was like, you don't like scary movies. So I don't think you are going to understand what we're talking about like i i don't think you necessarily have to like scary movies to to enjoy our uh banter and our uh our podcast here but at the same time it, we're explicitly talking about horror movies so like it you know yeah That's if true. you wanna if you want context to what we're talking about it's uh encouraged that you watch them along with us Yes, but this will be good for her when we watch our children's horror movies because she'll be able to watch this. Yeah, she'll be able to watch Brave Little Toaster. That'll be good. And every Halloween I watch the same two movies from my childhood and I don't think you've seen either of them, nor do I think I've mentioned them to you before. So okay. perhaps later. Yeah. 
I'm intrigued. Yeah. You've piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I genuinely had no idea what to expect going into this movie and I'm still like reeling from it. I'm glad it's, it's very fresh in my mind and I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm also still just like, it, it's all very unexpected. Like there are so many twists and turns to this movie that like, I, I think we paused like a, a little over halfway through because my cat was going crazy and I had to take care of him. And I saw how much time was left. I'm like, what What else can happen? Like, what else can happen here? And Brie was just like, so much. Yeah. <laughs> so much is left. I'm like, fuck, okay. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, it's long. I mean, it's almost two hours. So I guess that's like not, yes. but it feels long. Yeah, yeah. Just because again, so, so much happens and it is so disturbing. Um, so basically, it's about this this girl, um, Lucy, right, who she was kidnapped and held hostage and tortured as a child. And then um, she eventually escapes and ends up in this orphanage and kind of um, becomes friends with this this other girl, Anna, um, and friends and confidants. That's just kind of they're like the only two people that like seem to under understand each other and Anna's very um empathetic towards Lucy and right in like the opening like before the title of the movie is even shown it's like they're they're going to bed at night and Lucy like locks the door like tries to hide and it's like nighttime and Anna doesn't wake up at all. And Lucy just is like, she hears the door open. And then you just see this like horrific, grotesque monster type that's like trying to attack her. And it's so... And then and then the credit or and then the the title pops up and it's like what the fuck is gonna happen in this movie I have no idea um and I feel like the whole the whole movie you're really guessing like is this real or is it not is this this humanoid monster actually attacking her her or is it all in her head because Anna doesn't see this creature but the audience is seeing it and we're seeing it do all these terrible things to Lucy. And it's, it's, it's really hard to witness. Um, and I think, oh God, I don't even know how to like put my thoughts into words. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, it's really, this movie plays mind games on you just like the entire time. Yes. And the whole subject matter or thematic focus of this movie is really suffering and trauma, like capital T trauma. And it's, um, yeah, something that's really, um, objectionable and something that you want to look away from often in this yeah. movie, but it's like, 
you know, of course, that's exactly how they want you to feel because that's how the characters are feeling in it. It's anyone yeah. who has experienced trauma, even on a small scale, can can comprehend what Lucy's going through. Yeah, and it's unimaginable that she had to go through this. So then, you know, we have this whole introduction of these two young girls who become friends and Lucy who's been through all this trauma, but we're not quite sure what it is. And then immediately we cut to this like idealistic sort of like family. This is really nice. This is a beautiful day, whatever. It's like a completely different movie. Yeah. You know? Yep. The color palette is different. It's like vibrant. You're like getting to know these characters and like there's this girl who's probably like 16. She's a swimmer and there's her older brother who's trying to get into college, but also he's kind of a fuck up. So the mom's like, this is your last chance. And like they're having breakfast and you get so like, at first you're like, okay, well, what happened to the rest of the movie? But then you get kind of really invested in what's going on with these people because it's just charming and it's like a release from misery and then suddenly well and even before that like I personally I thought that the movie was then just gonna like they were gonna be like the main characters of the movie like and deal with these these girls in some way like eh, there's so much I'm just like oh the these this family is now the main character of the of the story yeah and And the son is played by um very famous director and actor Xavier Donal who his worst credit, unfortunately, is It Part Two. I don't know why he's in that movie. He's one of the gay guys who gets murdered at the beginning for no reason. Oh. Uh, but oh. also he's the youngest person to win the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. He started directing and writing movies when he was still like 19 or something. Oh my maybe. God. Uh, he's very um, well-known in Francophone cinema. So I think that's interesting. He's super young oh. in this movie too. This is probably even before he was directing. Oh my God, Morgan looks so cute. She's like a little cabbage patch. <laughs> She's gonna be so mad that I called her that. The amount of times that I just like slammed my body parts on <laughs> inanimate objects in my apartment was the total count was three. She thinks I'm laughing at her because she. Can you hear me right now? That's so funny. She thinks I'm laughing because she just slammed her leg into the furniture. And I'm definitely laughing because I said something really mean. And you're not going to know until you edit this. But I didn't mean it in a mean way. I mean, because you look really adorable. And that's something that they would put on a little cabbage patch kid. You don't look like a cabbage You know what? It's better looking like a cabbage patch kid than a garbage pail kid. Whatever. I'm so glad you can't hear this. <laughs> Whenever I take my little edible, all I think about is the Taylor Tomlinson um, improv, which have you seen? I know that's your girl. Um, Big old fan. She she has a very good bit where she talks about how she started taking edibles to fall asleep at night. And she uh, had to, because she's such a lightweight, had to cut a blueberry, like a chocolate covered blueberry edible in half. And she's like, do you, do you know how scared of your own personality you have to be to be hovered over the kitchen counter with a Taco Bell butter knife, cutting a tiny ass blueberry in half? <laughs> and I think of it every time I take a low dose edible. So, yeah, the reason we're all here. What is it? Fast forward a month. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we literally watched Martyrs a month ago, a solid month ago. And yeah. um 
And can I be honest? I haven't rewatched it or revisited it at all. So I really haven't either, if I'm completely right. honest with you. This was a very spur of the moment. We're professional podcasters. We're very professional. It's, it's you know, a miracle we're here. But um, <laughs> no, it, it's been a month. So uh, <laughs> we recorded it like right before the holidays and it is now January, <laughs> halfway through January. We recorded it right before the holidays and we were just like, oh, we'll just finish recording when Brie came to town in New York. And then just a lot happened in that entire time over the holiday season that we didn't even have any time to record. And then I got COVID and now here we are. <laughs> So there's a lot that's gone on, but uh, we, even though I haven't rewatched it or revisited it at all, I still have thought about that movie at least once a week. So I think that's a testament to um, its <laughs> impact in a way. Impact is a good word. Yeah, yes. both visually and emotionally. Can I read for you a text message from <laughs> my friend Angelica from school? Please. Uh, okay, so she watched this movie after I like explained to her in depth what it was going to be like and okay. insisted that I, I was not recommending it at all. She was like, no, I'm definitely going to watch that. Wait, um, so you recommended it to her? No, no, I said I definitely was not going to recommend it to her. And she oh, was like- Oh, but you explained it and you explained actually what happened? No, I was like, it's going to be really violent. There's like a lot of violence against women. It's really graphic. Like, I yeah. don't know if you're going to okay. want that to happen. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's see. I should have had this prepared. Sorry. I didn't think it, I forgot we text each other so much. <laughs> you text other people? That's um, offensive. No. Morgan, <laughs> you're the only one I see. I say as I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. And also, as you're in France, there's no, Morgan, there's no I have way for us to see each other. And I, you're all I see. Let's see. So she she liked a lot of visual stuff. And that was like the oh, highest. She, she liked it in terms of like cinematography or the no, like kind of body stuff. horror. No, like, yeah, more like that, like visual moments, not like overall, like the cinematography was this or like the makeup effects were like this, mm -hmm. just like little moments in it. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like she watches a lot of like surrealist kind of like extremist cinema. So she was probably prepared for some of it. Mm -hmm. um, she thought that the, when they skinned the girl alive was beautiful. Um, and she also Ooh. thought that the colors were very striking with the, the muscle scene in the water, which I assume is the bathtub scene. Um, so those were the two compliments. The and then, bathtub scene. Which is the bathtub scene again? Oh, uh, when the girl, like, there's, like, the other girl that was there the whole time. And then she, uh, Anna? Lucy. Lucy takes care of her. No, Anna takes care of her and gives her a bath and, like, tries to take off the metal, like. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Ugh. Yeah, okay. And then she said, I don't know. Uh, like, honestly, it's kind of a silly film. I don't know what I think about the premise and like what it was supposed to mean. Kind of a lot of abuse. Like, sure, knock yourself out, but it felt like most of the film was just that. It's an all right film, but I do I don't think I'd watch it again. I feel like that was a really 
fair review. That's what I think most people would feel like. The, really? By the time of the ending, it's like, was it worth it for what the denouement of the movie is? And also, it's a ton of abuse. So, not saying either way. Like, is it too much? Is that okay to like have a lot of abuse? Does it fit the subject matter? Just like in general, just to say it out loud, it's like a lot. It's a lot. And the video we watched from that YouTuber about um, like new French extremist cinema, I guess kind of yeah. dives into this because it seems like an intentional choice to be as extreme as possible. So it's yeah. an artistic choice, but. It, it definitely is an artistic choice. I, I wouldn't go as far to say that the movie was silly though. That, I would completely disagree with that aspect of it. I. There was a lot of abuse and I'm not typically someone that does well with this body horror type genre, yeah. but I don't know. I, I feel, I don't know if I want to go as far to say that I feel like it was justified because I don't know if I agree with that either, mm. but I just keep thinking about that movie and I just keep thinking about how different each one of like the acts of the movie is and just how like the overall story arc from where we begin to where we end just is very shocking but also very smooth and like after you've seen the ending you look at the beginning and you're like oh this this does make a lot of sense, like how we got here, like that, that all checks out. But when you're watching the movie, it's very masterfully done in terms of like, I had no idea what the fuck was happening. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen next. I had no, I had no expectations. And I think like, there was no way I could have predicted the ending based on the beginning, even though when you look at the ending, or like when you look at the beginning after you've watched the ending, it makes sense. But there was no way that I would have predicted what would have happened in a million years. Like, there's no way. So I guess for me, the like overall storytelling of it just, was really spectacular and I think I guess that's what made it worth it for me more than like the the body horror aspect of it and that's what made it that's why I wouldn't describe it as like a silly movie because I think there really is a solid arc to it there really is a lot of meaning behind everything that they do in my opinion and as gruesome as it is I think that it has a lot of weight to it um, and has a lot of meaning. So I guess I I see where your friend's coming from, but I don't know if I would agree with that review. Yeah. I mean, obviously I also disagree with that part of it. I mean, it's definitely a movie that I will watch again probably and have watched several times. Um, and I think it's because of everything that you just said, like it's really interesting just as a movie. Yeah, yeah. The the abuse is a roadblock and is the predominant reason why I, I don't recommend it generally and why I didn't recommend it to this friend because it's hard to gauge if people can handle it. It's, it's, it's yeah. really like, um, it's so extreme that it, it's like um, 
putting off the audience, you know, it's like pushing you away and you have to like want to stay in it. Um, yeah, yeah. But the storytelling is sublime, I think. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like it just flows so well. It's captivating from start to finish because you just want to know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And you're so invested in these people, even when you're not sure if it's because you're rooting for them or not, or because you like them or not, you just want to know like what is going on with them every second. And yeah. 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 The acting is like, I mean, <laughs> wonderful. I like, five. I was, I specifically mentioned, I think after we watched it, uh, that the, the physical acting from some of the characters who don't speak at all is like, just <laughs> completely explains every movement class we had in acting school that I was such an <laughs> about. I was like, what the fuck is this? You want us to like bounce around on our butt and <laughs> be flowers. But then I watch this movie and I'm like, oh, like these people truly understand their body from their head to their feet and like yeah. move in such an eerie way. Well, and there's even some aspects to it like specifically with the girl, the woman that, you know, was in like the basement. Uh, I don't even know her name. I don't even know if she has one, but uh, the woman that Lucy, is she like the- Lucy's the first one. Oh, then Anna, the way yeah. that, the one that Anna kind of saves um, at the end of the second act. Um, her movements in particular, I think, are outstanding and unreal. And I, I do think in terms of like acting class, you know, I look back on the exercises where it's like, you have to embody this animal. And like, I feel like she did that. Like you were looking at it and it's like, yes, this is a human, but also this is an animal in a cage because that's how this person has been treated for so long as just as inhuman as someone can possibly be treated and i think yeah it's it it really did put a lot of uh acting classes in perspective for me i will say like wow i never thought i'd say it but thank god for theater foundations man <laughs> oh i didn't take it oh that's right that's right <laughs> You will never understand that. Never but understand. Uh, those other people that took theater foundations, you know, you know. And yeah. it wear that silly clown outfit you have to wear at Manifest, the little jester costume. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how fun. <laughs> None of us knew anything about what we were doing. It was great. It was yeah. great. Takes me back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, so I guess. Good movie? Should, that what we're saying? I would, yeah. I. It is interesting that you brought up the aspect of violence against women. And I'm so sorry if you can hear me breathing more than normal today and coughing. It's because, you know, COVID has really kicked my asthmatic ass. Um, but anyways, it's, it's nice that you bring up, or not nice, but it's interesting that you bring up specifically violence again, against women because in thinking about if I would like recommend this to someone, I don't know if I would often recommend this to women because of that aspect. Yeah. And that's not saying that women can't take it, but it's funny because this is a concept that I've been thinking about a lot in the past few days. I saw this 
um, kind of meme or picture on Instagram from Jamila Jamil that was talking about how essentially like the things that the the genres that women like that are typically more feminine like romance or romantic comedy or whatever is seen as like inherently goofy or inherently bad and like men are always trying to be like oh you should watch other genres you should you should watch all these other things but like in those romantic genres that those are really the only times where women have good things happen to them and in most other genres it's just like a female sidekick or a female like something else happening to her like in most horror movies it's like some shit is happening to women and they have to just kind of take it and you know it women are more two-dimensional arguably and this is again a big generalization but are are they women are just either objects or just relatively more two-dimensional in other genres and I guess that's what I'm kind of thinking about in terms of even though this film is about women uh first and foremost it's about the you know first revenge story then kind of survival story and then you know uh, abuse of of these two girls it's like even with a female protagonist it's hard for me to want to recommend it to women because they get tortured and it's it 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 really does kind of i can understand why women would be sick of seeing themselves be tortured on on screen or in a movie you know um so that's where i'm like i don't know if i would recommend it to women would i recommend it to like my male friends that also love horror movies probably because i think it's really interesting and the story that it tells and the filmmaking in itself is just very very cool and some of the shots in there were spectacular and just some of them like i was talking about you know that just the plot line and the story in itself is just so well told but again with women i don't know it's just a lot to handle yeah and also in addition to like not wanting to see it anymore in media like just being unable to watch it because it's yeah. i mean i think about people who you know in class when we're watching scenes from a tarantino movie they're flinching at the violence and like if you flinch at a, the violence in a tarantino movie then you're not going to be able to sit through martyrs for more than like a minute like no. just one it hits you right away oh it's the the minute that it starts really you know when i think we kind of approached this uh in our conversation back in december i remember talking about it is it you know it starts on this like family and they're having breakfast and then within five minutes of that all of them get fucking brutally murdered like brutally and uh that's just the beginning so like i yeah it it's really non-stop throughout the entire film so if you can't take it that's uh i would not recommend it to you and the only reason that I would have ever thought to bring it up is because you surprised me by recommending Last House on the Left, which was like one of the earliest movies that fucked me up as a kid. But that's yeah. also because I watched it when I was probably like way too young to be watching that. I but mean, yeah, I it's I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, and it's you were a like, fucked up movie. 
yeah, I just, I didn't think that you would be comfortable watching subject matter like that. So then I was like, hmm, martyrs, let's see. Yeah. And you know, I did it. Yeah. Go me. I, I survived it. We should and try I really. What? We should try Silent Hill one day. I wonder how you'd fare. Oh God. I don't even know what that is or what it's about, but. <laughs> don't. I don't. You know I don't know horror movies. <laughs> You've never heard the name Silent Hill before? No. What is going on? That's why we have this pod. It's just so much lore. Okay, I'm going to find a YouTube video. It's fine. <laughs> okay, great. Send it over. It'll be like Dune, you know? I just need to get prepared before I watch it. Yeah, exactly. Um, can we talk about... I'm going to skip to the ending. Yeah. So for hopefully those of you who have watched it, listening, um, the ending is essentially this this poor woman has been um, taken hostage by this cult um, that tortures people to the point of either death or it's well, like death either way, but kind of like a transcendentalism transcendentalism is that the right word like, yeah like when they've been put through so many trials that uh, it's like a state of nirvana they can't feel anything anymore except just being alive but barely uh, yeah. and they call it martyrdom yes um and at the end of this film this this last girl um <laughs> last girl standing quote unquote final girl final girl um well i mean it is possible that the cults could have continued after that in theory but i don't know if they'd want to but uh the final girl that they attempted this with um anna she goes into this nirvana like state and they want to know what she kind of sees beyond that they want to know what she envisions and she tells one person and then dies and then that person is about to announce it to everyone else and they kill themselves instead of announcing it. And I guess I just wanted to open up this conversation. It's funny to me because that moment almost seems kind of like, um, what was that? Bird, bird watch? Birdman? No, not Birdman. The Sandra Bullock blindfold movie oh bird box yes it reminded me of that kind of aspect because that seems almost similar to kind of what the evil people or the evil things inside the people's brains were doing to get people to like look outside i don't remember that movie whatever but uh it, it just seemed kind yeah. of similar to that where it's like they're looking and then they all die or go insane or whatever um and that is kind of what happened to this. It's like, oh, you know the secret. So now I, instead of spreading it, it's either so terrible or so incredible that you don't want to share it with anyone else. And I guess, did I break your brain? I'm sorry. I just want to lick your mind. I've never heard that interpretation of that movie and it makes it sound so much smarter than it is. Like the, the people in Bird Box are like looking and they're seeing something that's like, it's like beyond the pale and that's why they just die and that you connected it to martyrs the way that you did, that was fucking seamless. Oh my God. 
from downtown Morgan Melker. <laughs> That's why you signed up for this podcast. You know you love it. That was great. Keep going. I'm sorry I interrupted. <laughs> I didn't even notice that that was a, an important connection to be made. But yeah, I guess yep. that's where I'm going to go with it. Um, but I guess I'm wondering what you what you think was told to this person that would make them take such a such a drastic response or have such a drastic response as killing themselves instead of telling these other people. Like, I guess I want to know what you think is beyond. <laughs> Um, which may be a stupid question to ask, but I guess I just want to open up that conversation because I've been thinking about it a lot as to what could be either so terrible or so incredible. Like, yeah, I don't know. Wondering about life after death is not a stupid question um, or like what comes after death. <laughs> well, you know, I, mean I do that girl thing all the time. You know how like <laughs> really smart girls and I was about to be like, I shouldn't call myself really smart, but you know, I will. I'm a smart cookie. Um, <laughs> God, I hate myself. Um, how how girls like say something really smart and intelligent, and then they go, I don't know. Does that make any sense? And like, I feel like we do that all the time, and I personally do that all the time, as if to like soften the blow of me being smart. I have to be like. I don't know maybe that doesn't make any sense to anyone you know it's very interesting but I feel like I just did that uh and I hated it so I'm sorry oh and as women we have to stop apologizing <laughs> fuck I can't do anything <laughs> this is like in euphoria when like all of the youtubers are yelling at Kat to love herself <laughs> oh my god Oops. okay wait we gotta stay on track with martyrs <laughs> Next episode is about euphoria. Euphoria. Just, Let's just talk about it. I can't stop. I love um, it so much. Okay. I don't know if I do right now. I. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm not very clever. So my first, um, like, <laughs> my first, first idea. This is not like what you were doing, where I'm like gonna say something really smart, but I'm like backtracking. I'm just like setting you up for the truth um when I first saw this movie I thought it must be something that's really awesome because she must like want to die because Anna was like when you die you get like a gumball machine everyone gets a gumball machine <laughs> I don't want to wait anymore I'm already old there's no gum that I can eat anymore with these teeth so that's why like not obviously not literally gumball but I'm like it, it's analogous I'm just saying I <laughs> something that was so positive that this lady was like I'm gonna go right now and you guys don't get to know so keep guessing mm. but then I feel like that's like like a kindergartner could have guessed that someone let a kindergartner watch this movie um so I you know I'd love to know what you think because that's all I got <laughs> please as a PSA please don't let your kindergartner watch this movie <laughs> Like me. please don't like it's a bad idea don't yeah. let your teenager watch this movie um because why would it be something bad because then i mean she you know i mean i guess that's fair i guess Sorry, 
Brooklyn. Classic Brooklyn. We love the small dick boys in Brooklyn. Um, (laughs) But I guess the real question is, do you think that what she was seeing is like what happens after death? Or do you think it was that total state of nirvana that no one else will really get to experience unless they're put in the same position as this martyr? See, I suppose that's the fun thing about leaving it ambiguous like this because yeah. like, it also opens the door to the interpretation that this cult are probably just as wackadoodle as they obviously are. And yeah. like people are hallucinating because they've been tortured for months and starved. Right. So right. like, of course they're seeing things that aren't there. And like, if this movie was like based on a historical text, then yeah, I would logically assume that whatever she said to her was something that was a hallucination. Of course, like, I, I, I think that that's also a very clever interpre- interpretation I've never thought of before. You just, you know, today you were running these streets like a marathon. I what? take one edible and here we go, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> One two milligram edible and (laughs) the mind is broadened. No, I mean, I guess I just think about it because, you know, we talked about it several times before. I grew up very religious. And so you hear of these people that kind of get those hallucinations. I was about to say hallucinations. Um, Now it's hitting. No. Now you hear about these people who like fast in order to get the hallucinations. And then those people are the ones that are like, I fasted so long. And then Jesus spoke to me. It's like, yeah, fucking course. Cause you're hallucinating. <laughs> like, of course that's what, when God is going to speak to you. So I don't know. I guess I kind of grew up with that in mind. Not that I've ever done that or wanted to, but like I- I've grown up hearing about that kind of concept. So I guess to me, it, like, it's an option that I was thinking about, but I I don't know the true answer. I, I guess that's, again, the good thing about it being left open-ended is, like, you're never really going to know if, if she's seeing the afterlife or if she's seeing something fucking terrible. <laughs> like, you don't know. That could just be a hallucination. Yeah. I think the interpretation that I like for now, hmm yeah is that she whatever she says it doesn't matter but like you know something like it's beautiful it's like pure white light it's amazing well like gumball and then the lady's like uh she believes it and she's like at the end of her rope because she's i think it's important that the cult leader lady is an old lady yes yeah because i mean i've never been an old lady but i assume that's like such an existential thing being towards the end of your life and thinking about that all the time and like what it, what it, you know that's a lot You've never been an old lady before? Crazy. Not this week, but next week. I don't know. (laughs) Who's to say? Yeah. Um, So whatever she said, like, I think that this lady was kind of looking for a reason to, I don't know. Now I'm just rambling. I don't know what I think. You were saying clever things. Why'd you let me talk? (laughs) (laughs) I can't always talk. I'm going to stumble over my words. You know, this might be one of the most I don't want to say that but quite possible it's a very controversial statement yet Um, the interpretation that I 
<laughs> would fuck me up the most. The interpretation that would fuck me up the most is if literally she tells the old lady that there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that there's nothing there. That the end of life is just nothingness. Mm-hmm. And I like where you're going. Knowing that this old woman has put all of these people through fucking torture and beyond for nothing sent her over the edge. See? Period. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. That's it. (laughs) I agree. So much better than what I was trying to fucking say. Wow. Mic drop. I mean, that would just be fucking crazy. That'd be fucked up. Like, that'd be beyond. But we will never know. We will never know. But it's... Yeah. I do. I also think that that's the idea that both calms and scares me about dying is the idea of nothingness. And I think that's a very, that's very human of us. We don't like going into the unexpected. We don't like that aspect of, of Into like, the unknown. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I popped the blood vessels in my face. <laughs> um but I don't know I think that idea is you know most of the time or what I've heard what I heard growing up I don't know is that when people fear death what they're really fearing is that idea of nothing and nothingness and and the unknown and so I just feel like in my mind while it's also scary to like think of nothingness it's also calming to be like man when I die (laughs) it's fine like I'm not gonna have any feelings about it because there's gonna be nothing there and that's okay too so I don't know it's both an incredibly terrifying and uh peaceful thought to have so I guess for me that is also just the most kind of fucked up ending to the movie is just like well nothing nothing matters nothing we do matters and that's very nihilistic of me but I try to view it in a good way like nothing matters so just be fucking nice to people like there you go what if that interpretation you just said were true that lady like had the opportunity to stop the whole operation and say it's for nothing but Mm. then just chose to kill herself because of the guilt so actually that is possible (laughs) That's possible. You saw a flaw in my plan. No, she could just be terrible. I mean, I could totally see that happening, that she uh, selfishly just freaks out about her own involvement and is like, I'm out. I don't know. Well, and also maybe the hope of not wanting that to be true. Yeah. Maybe someone else would see something different. So instead of telling the rest of the cult that there's nothing and they're doing it all for nothing, she sees that it gives them meaning to their lives and doesn't want it all to be nothing for nothing anyways yeah did you see that uh betty white interview they were showing over and over again about uh knowing the secret you know what I'm talking no about? no i only saw your song about it which go <laughs> on instagram immediately go to brie bracy's uh i was about to say page profile <laughs> and please listen to her song about the death of betty white it's amazing it's iconic really hard yeah uh, from my soul uh she was saying how her mom always said she wasn't afraid of uh dying because she like when people die they would always say oh you 
you finally know the secret or whatever. And uh, so Betty White wasn't afraid to die because she like would finally get to know the secret. I think it's kind of cute. Oh, that's both cute and just like <laughs> very Gemini of her. Your <laughs> <laughs> crystals under the full moon, ladies. <laughs> I mean, all of us Geminis want to know all the hot goss. So, like, I get it. I get I, it, Betty. <laughs> oh, God. Lessons from beyond the grave. Oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> she would love it. Oh, Lordy. Lordy. She would not. I don't know if she'd like this movie. No, Martyrs? No, 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 no. Can no. you imagine Betty White sitting down and just watching all these horror movies that we've been watching? I feel like that would be the weirdest um, image to have. But anyways. Thank goodness she can't because that podcast would probably do better than ours. So glad she's dead. <laughs> I'm not glad she's dead. Darn. <laughs> I said it for shock humor and you know it, please. <laughs> oh my god, I almost just choked yeah. on my water. You said that at the wrong moment. It's the perfectly right moment. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. The Ooh, speaking of perfectly right moments. Yeah. I do. Yay. <laughs> great i'm so glad that that's been settled um another perfectly right moment is when they revealed that lucy is actually hallucinating and i think that that was another plot point that was spectacularly done like how unreal and the way they wait what'd you say I said the way they connect it to like trauma, to guilt, like everything about it is so top-notch writing. Fucking it's it. Yeah. Incredible. So good. Yeah. I I can't. That's a moment that I still can picture in my mind. And I'm just like, fuck. It's so cool. Cause you really are kept guessing for like half the fucking movie. You really have no idea if this creature is actually hurting her or if it's in her mind, like you don't know. And the way that they reveal that it's just inside her mind is just brilliant. And then, yeah, the flashbacks and every, oh, it's so, it's so well done. And that's another reason why I feel like some of the body horror is justified because like, how else can you show that manifestation of guilt? How else can you, like, explain that feeling? I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are words to do it, but it's not, sometimes it's not as effective. Sometimes you need to be, like, shaken into something. And it's just so masterfully done. I, yeah, really appreciated that moment. Yeah, and also the uh, B plot going on about, Lucy being into no Anna being into Lucy yeah great and like they don't spend too much time on it they don't spend I mean they hardly spend any time on it it's just like just enough to explain what's going on between these two characters so that you get their motivations and then they pull away yeah yeah yep. so well done yeah and I do like 
it's really interesting because I feel like um, in a lot of movies and and TV shows, they feel like they have to give you a ton of exposition so that you can like feel for the characters. And I think this movie is great in the way that it also like you get the basics, like you know that they were orphans, like you know that Lucy was tortured and was like a hostage as a young as a young child and you know that they grew up together but other than that you don't really know much else and yet you still just feel so much for these two characters like you feel for them that when these bad things happen you're still shaken up about it even though you're like i only really know you in this moment like i really don't know anything else about you and who you are except for what's happening right now. And I think that that's also very cool storytelling. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, you know what? I would even go as far as to say this might be great. I think it's a great movie. I think it's not for everyone, but I think yeah, it's no, great. Definitely not for everybody. Out of, oh wait, should we look at some IMDb trivia? Oh, sorry. Oh, I guess I some trivia. Okay. I actually don't know anything about this movie other than what's going on. <laughs> Most food feeder just oh. went off. And he like <laughs> literally leaped across my bed. <laughs> like like a little gazelle. He was like, doo, doo. Crazy. Love him. <laughs> Classic Mo. Um, I have seen the uh, terrible remake of this movie which I, if I wasn't going to recommend this one, then I'm extra double not going to recommend the remake. Please watch the original and then nothing else. There's a it, remake? Because the Americans wanted to make some money. They were like, Ugh. we could do it. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, it's not. It's good. Probably not. It's going to be a no from me. It's Even though sometimes American remakes are good. The Office. Is the famous one. I mean, true. I haven't seen the UK one, but I've been meaning to for so long. I like it, but I feel like sometimes it's one of those things that if you didn't see it first, you might be like, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Uh, okay, there's not a ton of trivia about this movie, which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So Pascal Lo. Ugh, I'm not the person that should be pronouncing French names. Why am I doing it? Ah, uh, did you want me to pronounce something? It's my turn. Uh, oui. Pascal. Pascal La- Laguier? Uh, La- A-L-A-U-G-I-E-R. Yes, of course. <laughs> Pascal Laguier. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> 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 I'll just do the really American version. Pascal Logier. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's not nice. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, has stated okay. that he was inspired by Hostel, the 2005 film. But instead oh. of making a movie about suffering, he wanted to make a movie about pain. Um, he also confessed that he wrote the screenplay for the film in a state of clinical depression, which like... Yeah, get that. Uh, bordering on suicidal thoughts, which is why the film is said to have a nihilistic and depressing subject matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Moriana Alawi, um, <laughs> the actress that played Anna, broke three bro- three bones during the movie shoot. Damn. And had to stay in bed for six weeks, which is likely why um, both actresses, uh, Mylene Jampenois <laughs> and Moriana Alawi, uh, they played Lucy and Anna, both said in an interview that they would never work with this director again. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine if one actress broke three bones uh, that they wouldn't want to work with that person that caused that again it is enough to impact my view of the movie honestly like that makes me really concerned that the actors were in an unsafe situation because this movie is so brutal and violent i wonder yeah Yeah, that's it's unfortunate i really hate that yep um and lastly third build star Catherine Begin. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that's the old woman. Okay. Would be my guess. Um, doesn't appear for the first 61 minutes of the film, even though th- she's the third build star. So very interesting. <laughs> but that's really all of the trivia that there is on IMDb for that movie. And I'm sad about it because I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed, I mean, enjoyed is a strong word but i really appreciated this movie and to hear that the actresses didn't feel comfortable on it like y'all know how we feel about it we do not like unsafe conditions so that's just really frustrating um especially for a film this gruesome like that's so fucked up protect your actors please yeah and everyone else on set Please check your props before you use them. Yep. Yep. All that stuff. All Uh, that jazz. Sorry, I was trying to see if there was more trivia on the wiki. Oh, that's possible. I love that all the reviews are like brutal, nasty, not everyone's taste, polarizing. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, accurate. Pretty accurate. The best way to describe it. Um, so this is interesting, especially because um, in France, something I've learned since being here is that in order to make a movie in France, you have to write a letter to the French government, essentially explaining what the movie is going to be and asking for mm-hmm. funding because fun- yeah. movies are funded by the government here, um, as opposed to like independent, uh, I don't know, rich people, um, like in America. I so, don't know if that's good or bad. I can't decide. Well, the government supports the arts, but also, like, you have to be like, is this okay with you guys? Well, yeah, and also, yeah, that can kind of lead to governmental propaganda, which is not to say that we don't have that now, but still. Anyways, yes. Yeah, it implies that somebody, like, wrote a little essay about this movie and pitched it to the French government, and they were like, yeah, sounds great. (laughs) Ideal. Perfect movie. This is art. Sure. 10 out of 10. (laughs) They were right. I would call this art for sure. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. It doesn't need to exist, but I'm not like mad about it. Yeah. I'd say that's most art. <laughs> There's something that I think needs to exist. Inside by Bo Burnham. <laughs> Two different people. Fuck. Wait, what do you say? 
Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) (laughs) Just his presence is art. (laughs) We had to do presentations in English class and I didn't. (laughs) And the teacher was like, Brie, you go first. And I was like, ah, I'll be right back. And I just made a PowerPoint about Macaulay Culkin because I know so much about him that I knew I could pull it off. Wow. (laughs) I'm so impressed by you. You're a good PowerPoint. Yeah. Improv who? Yeah, it's true. Um, all right. Well, with this new information, what would your rating be for this film? Um, or without it, it's up to you. Uh, hate the new information. Yeah. Hate that this is not the first time that I've heard of. I mean, I don't want to generalize at all by making this statement. So I just, you know. This is like another instance of a French film that I really like where the actresses were treated really poorly by the director. And I've encountered a bit of a bravado for sure in film school in in Paris. And I I just hope that uh, dude directors chill out. Because we have the same problem with dude directors in America. I'm not just saying it's French dudes. I just feel like dude directors, specifically in these two countries, are making some choices that I don't like. I don't know about other countries. I haven't done my research, but mm, guys, hey, you know, whoa. They're called- so I'm gonna give it a, uh, I gotta give it an eight out of 10. I mean, I love martyrs, I, whatever. I'm mad about it. And I'm not gonna give it a 10 out of 10 for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I'm gonna give it an eight. I, I probably, yeah, I probably would have done a nine out of 10 if not for that information, but I'm also going to give it a... I'll say 8, 7.5 or 8, but mm-hmm. it's really disappointing. Like, I was just going to say when you were say- when you were talking about it, like, it's called acting for a reason. Let actors act. It does not always have to be as realistic as you want it, especially when safety is coming into effect. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> wow. I mean, on that kind of depressing note. <laughs> so great. Uh, I feel energized and ready to party now after that movie. Fucking spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to yeah. go. I, you know, it'd be, I think not to toot our own horn or anything, but I think if I watched a really brutal movie like that, I would be very uplifted by this podcast afterwards. A palate oh. cleanser, if you will. So. Oh, okay. That's, that's a great way to, to end this instead of <laughs> on a bad note. Yeah, yeah. that we just made your whole day better. <laughs> uh, you're welcome yeah. that we made your day better. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Next. <clears throat> because COVID. Um. All right. Well, y'all. After this movie, we're gonna take a little break from these really gruesome ones, and we'll watch. A horror movie that's not as horrible, you know? Yes. Maybe we'll transition into some horror comedies as well. I think that could be really fun. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll just wait to watch Cannibal Holocaust until next year. (laughs) (laughs) Grace, I don't even know what that is. 
That scares me. <laughs> I've never heard a turtle scream before I saw that movie. <laughs> so. I don't want to know. I don't yeah. want to know what that means. But it I'm sure I'll find out at some point. Most of you could even imagine. So. Good to know. Good to know. They arrested the director and everything. They what? They arrested the director and everything. Put him in jail, they did. You're not supposed to really kill things, it turns out, for movies. It's a liability. <laughs> so ugh. there's a little bit of actual death in Cannibal Holocaust. Great film, though. Very interesting. Guerrilla-style filmmaking. In the jungle. Mm. We'll watch it next year. Maybe after this, we watch a little bit of, I don't know. <laughs> Barney and Friends Halloween. <laughs> We'll watch the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody Halloween episode next. It's truly horrific. So we have a lot. We have a lot coming up. We've we've taken a, a little bit of a break, although no one will know when we're recording this. But um, it's funny to me because, and I don't know if any of this is going to change. It's here hoping because this is the sixth episode that we're recording and um we have not yet officially released an episode at this point and it'll be funny you're gonna be like this is six weeks in or whatever and i've been listening to it but for us we're recording to this where we haven't released an episode yet and so our recording has been very <laughs> scattered in terms of i think we first started recording in september yeah. <laughs> And here we are in January with six episodes, which is just, it's funny. I feel like a lot has happened and not a lot has happened in that time. Um, but between apartments in Paris. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've had three different jobs. Yeah. I, I've had three different kids. Three Fuck, different it's insane. <laughs> so much has happened. <laughs> so much but you know knock on wood we're we're getting our cover art soon very soon and um Vivian Lee, deep friend of the pod deep vivian, friend of the pod vivian likes fruit on instagram vivian is just a very talented person a very lovely person who i've known most of my life and i really really adore her so and her art is incredible i'm so excited for all of this to be released so I guess what I'm just trying to say is on our final, hopefully this is our final recording before pods are actually released to the world. And uh, I'm really excited for it. So just to get a little mushy gushy and say, I like doing this thing and I can't wait for it all to be released to the world. It's very exciting. So hopefully this will be our last one before that happens and things will be out soon. Um, and all of you will be hearing this in a very delayed <laughs> way, but doesn't matter. Oh my God, dude, you like me. <laughs> oh my God, you like doing a podcast with me? I do, I think it's fun. Uh, I, I like doing a podcast with you. Our podcast is so cute. It's so cute. Oh. Wow. We're so gay. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope that you guys like it when it comes out. Um, yeah. Oh, cheers. Oh, skull. Skull.
to that. Um, other friend of the pod, Ellen, taught me why they say skull in Denmark the other day. Do you oh, know why is that? No. Because it's like a Viking word and the Vikings used to drink out of heads. So they're just saying Oh, skull. that's funny. That's very cool. That makes me feel baller, so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that word in my life. I think it's time I hang up because. Uh... <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Give us a like, follow on social media, which I will put in. Uh, also, our individual pages at Morgan Melker on Instagram. And... At Alex on Instagram. Yep. And uh, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> to our our um you know rate review subscribe that's the word all those your preferred listening platform play it out loud on the metro you know bring your grandma she'll like it just listen to it while you're sleeping i think our voices would really soothe you uh to guide you into your dreams this is some horror movie asmr horror movie asmr (laughs) John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, bye. <laughs>